Welcome to It's 11, It's Heaven for Jamie Vardy, the Leicester City podcast by Leicester City fans and a Villa fan for Leicester City fans, not for Villa fans. How are we tonight, guys? We are a bit, we're a bit light on people tonight. It's just Tom, Steve and, and Barry, but, you know, some might say that people are still getting their money's worth. Tom, how's it going? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. I mean, con- considering the result, we had a good time. Nice day out. Saw some superstars at Man City. Yeah. So, you know... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's going all right, mate. So you're over Saturday already. Yeah, well, I, I was pretty, I was pretty hungover on Sunday, so um, maybe just forgot about it. <laughs> Outrageous! I don't know, I don't know what you were doing, Barry. How's things going? Yeah, all right, mate. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, both our teams lost, so and Aberdeen as well, wasn't it? Oh yeah, God, they're pitiful just now. It's, it's just to say, with the Villa game, it's a shame because we played fantastic, like, yeah. absolutely fantastic. Just couldn't score and stupid mistakes. Yeah, I uh, we heard on the radio. I think driving home that they were well in the game at one nil. In Mendy made a couple of good saves. You've got to take chances against the top teams, haven't you? You do indeed, and that's the thing. They had three shots on target and all went in. Yeah. And Steve, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Mark. Yeah, very good. Looking forward to the show tonight. Do you do you fancy being Gary Mills for us tonight, Steve? Because I had all these questions lined up. Uh, the access to player, and he's he's not here with us. So hopefully, yeah, we'll hear from him at some point. If not, though, would you mind telling me what it's like to play in the European Cup final at the age of seventeen? Well, you know, my late wife uh, would have loved it if I'd uh, been Gary Mills, but um... we're not going into sadly, any Gary not, Mills role play. Sadly, right? it's not the case. We're nearly the same age. You know, he'll be catching me up in November. So. Uh, but my football pedigree lags a little bit behind us, I think. Yeah, well, I think we, uh, I think we'll just go straight on and talk about the the Man City game at the uh, the week. I think all you guys have watched it in one guise or another, and I know that I don't think anyone had predicted victories apart from myself. Am I right in saying that any of you guys predicted victory on Saturday? No, mine was a a three one loss. So oh, yeah, yeah, and I, I was with Tom, but I didn't want to go for that as a prediction. So what did you put? And Baz, I think you had a loss on there as well, didn't you? Yeah, 3-0, yeah. I just had a feeling in the pit of my stomach going into that that we were really going to show up on uh, Saturday. Start with, before anything else, when the teams come out, Stephen, you see the same lineup that pretty much we saw at Norwich the week before. Uh, I know there was a bit of difference in the back line due to the fitness of the players. Did you think that was um, the right call by Brendan at that time? Well, he's the manager, so it's the right call. It's his decision. But no, I... I um, you know, there's too many players that aren't on top of the game. Uh, he's obviously trying to play Madison through a very bad bit of form that's been going on for a long, long time. When do you draw the line under it? He probably should have done already. But he obviously believes that dropping him is going to set him back further rather than do him good. Barnes, I, I can understand it up to a point because he's trying to get his fitness back after injury. But I would have taken him off sooner. Um mm and put Luckman on sooner. And, uh, yeah, um, those those were the two players' positions that were up for grabs for me. It was good to see Bertrand get a start in the league and, and obviously Vestergaard played really well as well. What about the shape, though, Tom? Brendan Rodgers' shape, not his personal shape, but the shape of the, the lineup. it felt a bit samey. Yeah, it did. And I know you don't want to really play safe against teams but when Man City's come in you probably should and uh, you know the first few minutes we didn't really get a touch of the ball and it was it was just shot after shot at our goal really wasn't it and you could feel the threat coming and I'm surprised we didn't go a goal down earlier Yeah we stuck yeah. in the game I would say though Mark um it would have been difficult to play three at the back. I'd like to see us play three five two again with Ian Nacho up front with Vardy. Yeah. But with uh, Evans and Vestergaard obviously not being fit enough for 90 minutes, I don't think that was really an option for him in the Man City mm, game. I think he might, yeah, I think it might be an option for the weekend. It'll be interesting to see if he changes the shape. Because he often he, he liked three five two towards the end of the season, but maybe he only went for that because Barnes was injured. So it'd be interesting to see where he goes. What do you think to Leicester's approach at the, at the game on Saturday, Barry? Do you think they were positive enough? Do you think we gave Man City a good game? Uh, I, just, I just don't think you got a chance to play, unfortunately. They, I thought Man City were quality. Um, and, and like Steve said, I think if 
a couple of players showed up, so it probably would have been more of a game. Um, but I've, I've sort of campaigned where we will now, still this season anyway, that Madison needs to drop and you need to put that the, the three powerhouses in midfield and just get the wins and get the confidence up. Because I do think someone like Samari would have made a difference in that game, I think. Yeah, yeah we, where we were sitting, Tom, as well. I know I went on about it for the, mm. the whole first half and I could see you smiling because you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, what was happening with only two, two centre-backs, I, I hear what you're saying about Evans not being fit enough. Uh, every time they switch play and they sp- switch play so quickly and so swiftly, um, so crisply, sorry, that it moves over. And our centre, one of our two centre backs was getting dragged out wide every single time, leaving massive gaps in the middle. You almost felt like when he did that third centre back, even if it was a Castagna that was dropping back in there, and then someone else playing at full back, maybe uh, Luke Thomas on, on coming in. I, you know, whoever that might be, all Brighton could have dropped back. Uh, but we looked like we were getting run ragged, didn't we, Tom? First 20, 25 minutes, especially. We, we did. Yeah, we did. Um, if you could tell, Grealish was able to go into absolutely acres of space. Um, and ev- every time, as you say, they were heading down one wing, you've got another that's not covered for 30 yards, it felt like. It was uh, it was a bit terrifying when they started running at you. They are a quality side. They're my comment to, to Tom Barron, you can tell me if you disagree with this. Coming out on Saturday, I said, look, whoever finishes above Man City will win the league. Uh, there is no doubt about that. They're going to be there or thereabouts, aren't they? Yeah, totally agree. I think um, I still I still fancy Chelsea, but then saying that, and that like we could have easily been two or three up on them like that. And a team like Man City will destroy them like that that quickly. I just don't know if they would play if Chelsea would play like that against a team like City. But I, I really enjoyed watching City as much as it breaks my heart for you boys. There's just something about. It's just a first touch. Touch. It's just that's why they don't play a striker. They don't need a striker. Because everyone's touch is phenomenal. Like there's no yeah. straight passes, just quality. Well, they had Jesus in the team, but he wasn't playing up top. He was playing on the right nice. wing, and then yeah. the deep runs are coming forward. And you know, you don't know who. How, how do you know who to mark in that system, Steve? It's like almost impossible for the centre backs. Yeah, it is. As Barry said, they're so good at one touch football, running off the ball. Um, how do you keep up with that? You've got it unless you're man marking. And you're keeping up with that, it's it's going to be an issue. And I saw Yuri a few times just stop running as his man went past him. And against Man City, you can't do that because you're going to be outnumbered. Let's have it right. I think you were telling us had a stinker on, on Saturday, and I think he needs to be called out for that. Um, would you agree with that, Tom? Or do you, do you think yeah, it's a bit harsh? I think his touch and his passing was pretty dreadful, to be honest. It's, I think we noticed his passes go astray more than any other Leicester player. Because what you can't afford to against Man City is give the ball straight back to them. Because it was just it was just like being on repeat, wasn't it? We were trying to play the ball out, then we get frustrated. So Schmeichel would lump it sixty yards, then it would come back. But when he got on the ball there, like in between the lines, it was that final bit of quality that was really uh, not quite there. Let's talk about some positives though before we talk about the missed chances. Uh, Yannick Vestergaard, Steve, really good full debut from him. Very good debut. I mean, he gives us something different in the air. Obviously, he's quite commanding in the air. When we're defending corners, which we haven't been great at, or attacking corners and free kicks, which we've been equally as poor at. So um, it gives us something different. I kind of worry about him and Evans playing together in terms of pace uh, and recovery pace. But yeah, I thought he had a great game and he sprayed out some fantastic balls as well, which is well known for, you know, actually playing diagonal balls and putting us onto the front foot. Um I thought he had a great game, yeah. And Sionchu looked a lot better uh, playing alongside him. And yeah. obviously, he'd been told to keep it simple yeah. and do all the basics rather than any Cruyff turns or whatever. Um, so, yeah. He left the pitch on 60 minutes. I presume that was a pre-planned um, substitution. The, the, the medical team have said, look, you can only play 60 minutes at, at this stage. But that was almost exactly the time that it, it went a bit wrong for us. It's maybe just a coincidence, Steve. I think so. I think, you know, although I believe Man City deserved to win, I think their goal was a little bit lucky, to be honest. It was a a lucky ricochet that left Schmeichel on the ground and an easy finish, really, for uh, Silva. So, uh, you know, I think we're a little bit unfortunate with that. I don't think we went to pieces defensively after he went off, but it might have taken Evans a while to get into the game. Um. But yeah, he had a good game. I think he's put himself right up there for selection in the in the next match. 
Yeah, yeah, I hear what you said about those two at the back as a partnership might be a bit slow, Barry, but that's where you'd have to go through at the back, isn't it? And have a Siunku or eventually, I say eventually Fafana, Fafana's running or he's out, sorry, back on the, the training ground on his leg at the moment, not in full gear or anything, but he's, he's getting about sort of like four weeks after snapping his leg. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I, don't, I don't know, maybe Brighton, Brighton is a game that you could play them as a two. Um, if you've got speedy wing-backs like Bertrand and... Um, was it Castagna that was playing Saturday? It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, they'll they'll handle Trozard and I can't remember the other guy on the other side for Brian. But I think they'll handle that. I think stick with the four and keep keep the three in the middle. Um, but like I think one of the three has to be dropped. Yeah. One of them um, like, is, is kind of take your pick. For me, for me, not I, I, Wilf, actually, because I thought Wilf had a no, much he better it. game. He had yeah, a good game against Man City. Yeah. He also deserves praise. He's not played great this season, but I think he was back on it against Man City, to be honest. He cleaned, just, cleaned up a few times. Yeah, I, I'd probably I'd stick with Yuri and I would um, just toughen up the midfield. Yeah, uh, you're right about Wilf, Steve, actually, because the, those situations talk about where a defender got dragged out wide, it was quite often Wilf was the man that was coming back in, doing that mop-up job there, and he, he did have a good game, so it would be unfair not to say what, what a great game he had. Kasper Schmeichel also had a great game in terms of uh, shot-stopping. I think he made uh, something like 11 saves on Saturday. A stat came up during the live game yesterday that Leicester have faced the third amount of highest amount of shots on target so far this season. There uh, weren't particularly world-class saves, but he did what he did well, didn't he, Tom? He did, yeah. As, as you say, a couple of them were almost directly at him, but they were hit hard and, <laughs> and they were from sort of close positions. Um, but yeah, he Casper did have a really good game, to be fair. There was, there was one save, he was pretty much at full stretch uh, to stop Silver. But... Um, yeah, as, as well as Vestergaard, you know, he, he was he was uh, doing double clearances all over the place as well. So, yeah, it was all uh, all sort of last, last ditch blood and glory defending, wasn't it? And it was great yeah. to see that from Leicester. I think sometimes we've potentially been a bit soft in terms of chances at the other end, though. It was really sparse in the first half. Best chance for us in that first half. Uh, lovely flip. Tillemans, one of his uh, sort of better moments of the game. Uh, All Brighton plays it up the wing to Vardy. He crosses in and it looked like Harvey Barnes was going to go and tuck that in. Didn't quite happen though, Steve, did it? I think he kicked Edison in the, the process. That's the sort of thing that you need to go your way to, to yeah, be size like Man City. He had two great chances. Obviously, he had the good chance in the second half, which he hit, clipped the bar and he should have done better with a header, I think. Um, but I think Edison had a good game for them as well. He made two or three good saves. So we didn't create a massive amount of chances, but the chances we created were good chances, I think. So I don't know what the expected goals was or anything else for the game. I haven't checked that, but um, I'm, I'm sure, you know, it would have been something like 6-3 to Man City or something, or 7-3 <laughs> to Man City. But um, yeah, I, I, it was a good chance. Um, and there was a few other things didn't quite end up in chances where we had moves and just didn't put the the right final ball in and, and whatever. But yeah, uh, we could have scored there. I think give Edison some credit. He was very brave then as he was in a couple of other instances. He's a really good goalkeeper, isn't he, Barry Edison? Uh, yeah, pro- arguably maybe the best, best yeah. in the league, maybe even, even in Europe. Because that was a real blow Saturday morning because we all woke up Saturday thinking, great, you know, Edison's not going to be playing, Jesus isn't going to be playing, Scott Carson's going to be in goal and we stand half a chance. See that Edison's back and he was possibly the difference and and certainly that one in the first half, definitely the Luckman chance in the second half that he came out smothered because if you're 37 or whatever, Carson, you don't get out that quickly. Uh, He is a really good goalie though, isn't he? And what, what makes him so good, Barry, for you? Because uh, he's good at everything. He's not like if he he's an eight out of ten minimum of distribution, uh, reading the play, shot stopper, everything. He's just he's just utter quality. And, and for a South American, he's quite demanding in the box. Yeah. He does come and claim a lot of crosses, which is good. Yeah. Going back to the game though, Tom, I think from about half hour you were saying, I hope it's half time soon. <laughs> like you, were, <laughs> you were counting down those minutes, weren't you, to get there? And we got there, to, to be fair. Start yeah. the second half, we started much, much better and had uh, the disallowed goal from Jamie Vardy, uh, where Wilfred, Wilfred and Deedy played him through. What, what did you think to that? I know you were celebrating at the time, weren't you? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there was a there was a brief moment of celebration. Um, <laughs> I think that in terms of the move, you know, 
Vardy, it's a, sh- it's a shame he was offside, really, because at his age, you know, almost our age, uh, to, to run as he did and sort of take two of their players and put them on the deck before putting it in at that kind of angle. You know, it's pretty special. And it's 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 lovely to see him still play like that, to be honest. He was good, wasn't he, on Saturday? He was, yeah. He was he was uh, running them ragged. Because he got, he got absolutely no service, really. Everything he did was sort of off his own back, apart from that that ball that was played through. Steve, when you saw him celebrating and then seeing that the linesman had uh, put the flag up, I, th- I got the impression at the time that Vardy thought he was onside. I think he did until he saw the linesman, yeah. I mean, he started celebrating, didn't he, until he turned around. So, yeah. Um, I mean, he's normally pretty good at timing his runs, isn't he? And he wasn't far off, just a, a few inches off. So, it, uh, and, and leaning offside almost, it would have been difficult for him to tell in that split second. There's been a slight bit of outrage on social media about a real, uh, what I would call dodgy angle of that, showing that he was onside. I don't think he was onside. I think he was off Barry, wasn't he? Yeah, it only just, yeah, it was unfortunate because it was quite a good goal. Yeah. Uh, and then I think it was slightly after, sorry, it was slightly before that, Harvey Barnes hit the bar, Tom. Free header. Um, yeah. About nine or ten yards out. Should he have done better? God, yeah. <laughs> Again, it was, a, it was a good assist. But, um, yeah, Barnes coming on to that, really, all he has to do is, is keep that down and sort of closer to the near post. I, I don't know how he manages to, to tip it on top of the bar, to be honest. Is it almost too much time for him there? Well, maybe. <laughs> Thanks for that. Thanks for that in-depth analysis. <laughs> Steve, do you think do you think that's maybe just the the wrong person supplying the wrong person? If it was Barnes putting it in a Vardy on the end of it, probably a different result. Who knows? <laughs> no, it's uh, look. He's he's not he's not as sharp as he as he has been, Barnes, since he's come back from his injury. And he just never got over it, did he? He never got over the ball to head it down. And uh, I don't think he had too much time. I just think he's not quite at his best. And heading's never been his strength. How many headed goals has he got for us? I can't remember one, actually. No, I can't either. It's not what comes to mind when you think of Barnes, really. No, it's not. And he's not at his best at the moment anyway, is he? So he's still, like I say, it's probably the wrong person at the wrong time um, or the right time. But definitely the wrong person. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be an absolute classic of a show. This is tonight. Uh, and then Adamola Lookman comes on. They they get their goal. It was a scrappy goal, Barry, that they've scored. But you know, sides like that, uh, they tend to get that better look, don't they? Because they're the ones pressing. Yeah, and if they have that many chances and that much possession, inevitably something is going to scrape past here, or, or they'll get that wicked deflection like they did. Um, I don't know, I just think it, teams like that, it, lucky or not, if they put on that amount of pressure and play that well, they're always going to get a goal. Yeah. And um, Lookman came on, what did you think to him, Baz? How did you think he fared? I think he did all right. Um, yeah, the first 10 minutes I thought he was, he was pretty good and then kind of quieted down a little bit. But I think he, he'll take a bit of time, but like I would start him against Napoli, uh, for sure. I'd, uh, I think he's someone that could break that defence then. Yeah, I think there'll be a few changes and we'll, we'll discuss that as we uh, as we go through. Uh, at the end of the game, Tom, uh, Man City fans finally sort of spoke up a little bit, didn't they? Suggested where we could be putting our charity shield. <laughs> you can stick your, what was charity it? Shield. Shield. Yeah, yeah, your, so, so, yeah, yeah. That, that was the one, yeah. Uh, Steve, how's Nacho going to be feeling at the moment? He comes on. For me, I thought he changed the game a little bit for us. He was much more lively. He sees Madison out of form in the position that he could arguably play in. What more can Kalecci Nacho do? I don't think he can do any more. Um, uh, he, he can bang on uh, Roger's door and ask him when he's going to get his chance, I think, because um, he did change the game when he came on. He looked good. Um Far, far better than um, Madison. And in fact, I think when you, it took us 10 or 11 minutes to make any changes and we brought on Ian Acho and Lookman. And I think we should have made those changes sooner. And uh, yeah, I'm not sure what more he can do. Hopefully he'll get a run out maybe with Dakar on Thursday. We'll see. 
I've asked you what in actually everything about. You've also got Dhaka, Samore that have been and won their leagues and the countries they were playing in last year, and they've not had as much really as, as a kick so far. Barry, how I know that there's easing team players into teams and making sure they know about the the way that you play, but there's got to be an element of frustration. Yeah, yeah, but they're coming from leagues that aren't as fast and, and powerful and strong. But the glimpses that we've seen of them too, especially uh, Samare, they're like he'll he'll manage this league. And I definitely, I definitely need to see him start on Thursday. Yeah. I, and I, I, I they just <clears throat> he needs to try it on Thursday because not that Napoli is a free hit, but um, like you would take a draw out of the game if it meant Indiri, Yuri, and uh, some some him Murray, yeah, <laughs> yeah, played uh, played well together and showed solidarity and yeah. um, overpowered their midfield. Then that that'd be perfect setup for Brighton. It's a really interesting conversation, Baz, because uh, I think it was in the, the pub after the game. I can't remember who I was talking to, but I'd said about bringing some players in for Thursday and said, oh, Napoli's maybe not the game that you'd bring, play, play a weakened team. And I said, is it a weakened team? Though? You know, the players on our bench, are not necessarily weaker than those that are starting. They're just different players. So who, totally out, out of those players, and who, who, who would you want to see? If that was your, you were picking that lineup for Thursday, who's in it? Um, I would want to see Samari in it, and I would uh, what what Steve said. What Steve said there, any actual uh, Dakar up top. You play those so two similar, together. Yeah, yeah, similar formation and drop. Oh, saying I would have dropped Yuri, I'd definitely drop Madison. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd want to see that three. I want. I really want to see that three. I think it's an exciting three. Like absolute yeah. powerhouses. I'd like to see it. Well, I'd like it's, to see Isbury Hall. He could play instead of the Lemons, I think. I know that will please you, Mark, but I think it would be a good opportunity yeah. for him. Yeah, yeah. It's not just me, Steve. There is a clamouring for, for seeing a guy that is clearly talented that is wasting away on our bench at the minute. You know, he's turned 23 now. Um, he deserves a chance, especially with uh, with Madison playing the way he's in front of him. And, you know, you almost get the feeling now that Brendan's got to be as good as his word saying when people get the chance to play well, they'll stay in the team. Because at the moment, some of these players that are in the team are not playing well. Tom, who's at risk? Who's most at risk? We spoke about Madison. Anyone else that you feel needs to up their game pretty quickly? Um, well, it, it's a difficult one, isn't it? I think, obviously, the um, Sionku's standing out at the moment, but he had a better game, didn't he? So, um, I don't know. I think it's perhaps, perhaps it's worth resting Yuri for a game. See, seeing what what else we can create, and um, it could maybe do with a bit of a rest. If uh, if Yuri's left out, Steve, and he does play a lot of football, if he gets a, a rest, it would be Dewsbury Hall you'd think to come into that position rather than Samare. I think so. I think you rest Wilf as well and put Samare in. Keep a strong bench. You can make five substitutions in the Europa, so yeah. you've got the chance to change things if they're not working out. Um, so yeah, um, I might even put Ricardo in instead of Albrighton, actually. What you will say is that that Leicester City bench at the moment is probably the strongest it's ever been. I mean, unfortunately, we were against Man City at the weekend, who on their bench they had De Bruyne, uh, Sterling, Foden. Uh, Mares, and the list went on. Nathan Ake, uh, he stood <laughs> out. It's, it's Scott Carson standing out like a thumb in it. But they have real quality. But if you looked on our bench, actually, the players we had on there they could all play for a lot of Premier League teams. And um, so, you know, there is less of a risk, isn't there? With the Napoli game this week, you don't want to start off with a defeat, Steve, do you? No, definitely not. I think if we if we're going to qualify. Remember, it's only the top team that, that actually qualifies this time. And the second team is going to have to play one of the third place Champions League teams. So, in mm-hmm. uh, uh, a kind of playoff to get through. So, that's not going to be easy. So, I think we've got to look to win all of the home games and get something from some of the away games, if not all of them. So, yeah, we, we've got to, it's a balancing act for sure. Barry, do you agree with that? Who would you see as favourites going into Thursday? Well, Leicester, yeah, definitely Leicester. They did get a big win on the weekend, right enough against UV, but um, no, I'd still see Leicester at home. There's a different atmosphere for them. The only thing the Italians have is that they're pretty good shit houses, and unless the place going to fall for it, like Sionchu would, 
100% yeah. would. Um, Pereira probably would as well. So I think you need to be clever, Brendan, picking smarter, calmer, cooler players for this game, even if it is big changes. Pick, pick the players that are not going to get rattled by stuff like that. It's a good point, isn't it? Because we don't want to go down to 10 men. Tom, even Wilf lost his head a little bit, didn't he, on Saturday? It was a green dish ripped the ball off of at one point. Yeah, he was uh, <clears throat> He was after his throat, wasn't he? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, he wasn't happy, but it's Grealish. <laughs> even Phil but Fox had a bite Tom didn't he <laughs> he did yeah yeah he did his best um, summer Olympics <laughs> dive yeah um, so yeah. Um, so Napoli did beat Juventus 2-1 on Saturday which you look at and you think well that's a, a really impressive result but I think Juve have only got one point post Cristiano Ronaldo uh, Oh, I've mentioned him. I wanted to go through the whole show and not mention Ronaldo because he's been everywhere, isn't he? Um, but I think they're missing Lauren, Lorenzo Insignia as well, who's one of their key players. They have got a good squad still, Steve, but get those three points on the board, that would be a really strong position heading into the two away games at Moscow and, and Warsaw. Yeah, none of the away games are going to be easy, I think. Um, so uh, I think it's important we start off with a home win. In some ways, it's easier to start off away from home, isn't it? And if you pick something up, it's a bonus then. But yeah, we've got probably got our toughest home match to kick off with. So um, I don't think it'll be easy, but yeah, we need to win it. Tom, how are you feeling about going down to the game on Thursday? European football, it's been a few years since the last time. Uh, what's your thoughts on on the atmosphere and the uh, aura of going down there? Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Um I, I love the night games to be fair down at the down at the King Power. And um it's you know, it's always exciting with a few different fans about different clubs that we've not really seen a lot a lot of football. Uh, you know, I I don't watch the Italian league, I don't watch the Polish league. So <laughs> so it's nice to see these teams and, and different players in and around it. And um yeah, as, as Steve said, I think because of the format where you need to you need to come first in your group, really, to guarantee anything. It's going to make every one of those feel like a knockout game. I don't think they quite uh, frame it like that, do they? So the second place, they say, go through to the first knockout round. But essentially, if you finish top, you get a bye. So you are right. You you go straight into that last 16 and, uh, and avoid that scenario. In terms of the amount of games that we're going to play this season as well, Barry, it's really important to minimise that, isn't it? Especially if we're going to go on a cup run. Oh yeah, no, I can see the I can see the positives of both. I think with the size of your squad now and the depth and um trying things, I think you maybe need to use the early stages in these cups to to sort of figure out what your best team is going into the nuts and bolts of the middle and the end of the, the season. So I think take advantage of it. I think that's why you yes, you need to win that first game. Yes, it's, it's the toughest home game, but your depth is that good that you can take some of the players that aren't performing who would normally be stars and trial it. And if anything, even if you come out of a draw or even a defeat, it's going to put some sort of fireworks at players' arses. And I think, I think that's what your team needs, really needs it. Well, it is because it's another week and another show gone by since we can talk about a really good Leicester performance. I don't know the last time that we really, really uh, came away feeling that you know we were, we were great and we've got so much talent in the squad. And um, the other alternative, the, on the other game, sorry, for, for Thursday as well, the uh, Moscow versus Legia Warsaw. It'd be great if that was a draw, Steve, wouldn't it, to, to sort of minimise any points going elsewhere? Yeah, it would. It, it would be a good if it was a draw. Both of those games, <laughs> home and away. Um, uh, yeah, that would be good. Um, and we need to win our, as I said, we need to win our home games and maybe one of the away games, and maybe a draw. That might be enough. We'll wait and see. Um the other thing is, I think we're actually targeting the Europa League to try and win it this year. I think we think we can win that, whereas we can't win the Champions League. I think it'll be very difficult to break into the top four this year, as we already talked about right at the beginning of the season. Um, and, and I think that Leicester will be targeting the Europa League for success this year. So it'll be interesting how many players they rest for that. Be good to have some away fans there as well because I don't think we were sure until last week whether uh, away fans could travel for those European games. The green light's been given on that. So, um, any Leicester fans that want to make the trip to Moscow and Warsaw in particular, good luck to you. But, Tom, be good to see the Italians down there um, on, on Thursday. 
it will. It will. Um, We're going to walk the other way out the ground, though, aren't we? So, <laughs> so sure. we don't have to walk through him. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't fancy going the long way uh, on, on yeah. Thursday, mate. Yeah. <laughs> But no, we're all set for a good atmosphere. Uh, guys, I'll take your score predictions for that one, please. Aiden is still about somewhere. He's still putting the league out, which I'm a bit unhappy with because I'm at the bottom of that. I'm doing an Arsenal on that at the minute. Um, or I was doing an Arsenal until they picked up a win. Steve, how are we going to get in on Thursday? I think we're going to win 2-1. Harry? I th- I'd, like, I'd like to see both teams, but I'm going to say a score draw. I'll say 1-0. Tom? I'm going 2-1 Leicester. I'm going to go 1-0 Leicester. I'm going to think we're just about going to sneak it. Great. Um, we're going to play last man standing. And Barry, you've put some new rules in this week. Whoever's the first one out has to do the question for the next week. What's your thinking behind that? Um, just because I've been... Actually, it was, it was selfish because I've been losing non-stop and I felt like it's probably fair that I started doing these. Uh, it's not, it's not you tonight, though, is it? No, no, it's that's all right. Uh, I've had a horrible run. So. Yeah, it's only four of us as well, so this could be an extremely quick round, depending on the question. <laughs> Over to you then, Tom. Right, I, I do apologise because we may well have done this before last season. <laughs> Absolutely, but um, so my question to you is: the winners of the UEFA Cup, now the Europa League. From 1971 until now, so the winning teams. Who do you want to go first? Uh, we'll go for you, mate. We'll go for you, Villarreal. Yes, they have won once <laughs> this year. Who's the one that always wins? I thought they always won it. No, they've, they've, oh, I've got them. I've got them lined up. Unless it's oh, I know it is. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It uh, is, yeah, uh... sorry. We'll go uh, to Steve. Atletico Madrid. Yeah, they've won it three times. Barry. Sevilla. Six times with the most wins. Mark. Uh, Liverpool. Yeah, they've won it three times. Steve. Chelsea. Chelsea have won it twice. Barry. Man United. Yes, they have won once, 2017. Mark. Porto. Yeah, they've won it twice. (laughs) Steve. Ajax. Yeah, Ajax have won... Once in 92. Barry? Marseille? Marseille are not on the list. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> you best get preparing your questions. <laughs> I will. <laughs> right, Mark. Celtic. Celtic are not on the list. Steve, do you want to, do you want to carry on? Feyenoord. Feyenoord have, yeah. Yeah, Feyenoord, uh, where are we? Twice, 74 and 2002. Keep going. Um, Dortmund. Um, I thought they had, but perhaps they haven't. They haven't, no. It's here right all over again. That's it, it dearie me. Do you want the rest? Yeah. Yeah. So we've got uh, Juventus with three, Inter with three, Parma with two, Munch and Gladbach with two, Gothenburg with two, Real Madrid with two, Spurs with two. Unbelievable. Oh, I had them on my (laughs) list. Yeah. Ipswich Town, Schalke, CSKA Moscow. Uh, Zenit, Shakhtar Donetsk, Valencia. Um, the fellas were playing on Thursday, Napoli, Bayer Leverkusen, Anderlecht, Frankfurt, Galatasaray, PSV, and Bayern Munich. That's your lot. Mm. No, I, I, I think that's a good job, mate. That's why I, I went for a long yeah. day. Good round. Yeah, well done, Steve. 
Yeah, well done, Steve. Thank you. Yeah. What was it like win to, eventually? What was it like to uh, come last for a change, Barry? Uh, well, as <laughs> my fiance and uh, ex-parents would say, they'd be really happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on I'll, I'll definitely get rid of that as well <laughs> <laughs> Brighton away on Saturday uh, it's been a bit of a mixed hunting ground for us in, in recent years Brighton have had a really good start to the se- to the Stephen Stephen to the season Stephen Steve um, the fifth in the table with three wins from four good job that Potter's doing there at the moment isn't it yeah I thought you said earlier uh, that they haven't played anyone yet but yeah no, I, I think he did a good job um, last season, didn't he? I mean, um, who was our man on the stats? He was saying they should have finished fifth based on yeah, expected goals and yeah. expected goals. Um, they just weren't putting the ball in the back of the net, whether they hammered us and we ended up winning 2 1. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. He's done all right. Um, of course, I don't think he's any relation to the Leicester Tigers winger, Harry Potter. But, um, but he's done okay, hasn't he? I mean, I mean he had a wand of a left foot. Yeah, he had a wand, yeah. He took a, <laughs> a strange route through football, really going out to Scandinavia to make his name. But it's, he's not done bad on that. And they play some nice football. They're a good team to watch. I feel like every week we have a chat, I'm always trying to get rid of like someone and I'm not, but I think in the car on the way to the game or at the pub on Saturday, I said, look, Brendan Rodgers goes to another club in a couple of years. Maybe Graham Potter is the type of person that we should be looking to, to bring to Leicester, Steve. Um, yeah, he plays good football. Can he, can he manage the bigger players? I don't know. Brendan has got the draw, I think, for the bigger players as one of the top coaches in Europe. Uh, and I'm not sure that Potter would have that. That's my only question mark. Certainly his, tank, his teams play good football. At the same time, you've got, and no disrespect, Barry, when I say this, you've got Dean Smith at Villa, who's brought some excellent players in, in there. Is that much that much of a draw this in this day and age to get that top name? As in a manager? Yeah. Um, I, think, I think players probably look at more so now um, I think they know they're going to get their wages, so it's more of facilities planning you know, and the style, style of play. And yeah, I think Potter would probably start to attract. If he started getting decent finishes and had a couple of stars in his team, I can't see why he couldn't. Um, but yeah, I kind of I, I agree with Steve. Like, would he lure South Americans or Spanish players over? I'm, I'm not too sure. But if he keeps playing like he is, it, the only thing that let them down last season is they couldn't finish. If he if he sorts that out this season, there'll be a force to be there coming. Yeah, they are a, a good side, so aren't they? Uh, last season, as Steve mentioned, we sort of robbed Brighton a little bit. We got just underneath their skins enough. I think there was that excellent ball from Tillemans for Nacho's goal, and then Dan Amati nicked it at the death for us. And um, would you would you be expecting the same sort of game this year? Do you think they'll dominate us and we'll we'll try and catch them on the break? I'd like to think not. I think. Um... <clears throat> You know, at, at times they've got a, a similar style of, of play to what, what we used to have. Um, so I, I think we should be wise to the way they play, really. And we've got the talent there to, to outplay them and get a few goals in. What they've done, really, Barry, is they've, they've let one of their key players go, haven't they? And Ben White, he's been to, to Arsenal for 50 million. And they've sort of strengthened in numerous different areas as, as well to, to improve the squad. It's quite an impressive thing to, to do that if you can build on that year on year. Do you think Brighton can stay up towards the top of the table? Uh, not this season, no. I think uh, they'll kind of fizzle out like they did last season. But I think it's, it's Leicester that's kind of been the trendsetters. They're just... You sell your big player, invest it correctly, progressions, everything. Like we're we're doing that too, to be fair, um, and it, it's proof in the pudding. So I think there are a couple of seasons if he can stick around, if they don't buckle to pressure, if they have a bad month or two, um, I think they'll be there. And there's about I, th- I think they're now their stature is Premier League. I don't I don't think they'll be going back down for a while. Just flip the importance of, of Saturday's game, Steve, to to you. If we lost on Saturday, uh, and that was too. Um, sorry, Sunday, that was two uh, victories and three defeats in the first five games. It wouldn't be looking great at that point, wouldn't it? A lot of pressure then goes on to the Burnley game. Yeah, it does. It, w- it wouldn't be good at all. And um, 
we need a performance as well, I think. Um, if we lost playing as ordinary as we have done with a few players not reaching their heights, I think the fans are going to start to get restless. Um, and that top four, top six challenge is going to look a way off if we lose to Brighton. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a critical game. I wouldn't say it's pivotal, but it's a critical game. So what changes would you expect to see for, for that? Obviously, we're going to be another week down the line in terms of fitness for a lot of the players that have just come back. So we're getting somewhere close to a full squad, aren't we? We've only got the two players out now, James Justin and Wesley Fofana. How do you think we'll line up against, against Brighton? Um, that's a very good question. I'm, I'm not totally sure. Uh, it could be that if Vestergaard and Evans are fit enough, we might play three at the back with Sionchu and um, maybe have more attacking wing backs. I think all our full backs are, are pretty good going forward, whether we've got Bertrand or Thomas or Castagna or Ricardo, they're all good. Um, and I would expect Ian Acho to probably start with Vardy um, instead of Madison. But I think you'll still have Wilf and, and Yuri at the heart of the midfield. Yeah. Um, will Luckman start instead of Barnes? It's, it's about, get, it's about how much we're playing these guys now, isn't it? So someone yeah. recovered from injury, do you want them to play three games in a week? Well, no, but he needs his match sharpness, doesn't he? So do you start him and then bring Luckman on earlier? I thought he brought them on too late uh, at the weekend. Or do you um, start Lockman and bring Barnes on towards the end just to build his fitness again? We'll, we'll wait and see. Just pop that question over to you, Barry. If it didn't go well on, on Sunday, uh, that is starting to look like a poor start to the season then, isn't it? So it, it is a big game. How's Brendan Rodgers going to really motivate the squad to, to get ready for that one? Um, it could be down to the Napoli game. What, what happens out of that? Like, if, if you lose, then it forces his hand. Um, if if you win, then that's that maybe just kickstarts it all. But like Steve said, if it's another lackluster performance, people will question him. Like why why is he not dropping players? Why are they, why are they not dropping Barnes? Why are they dropping Madison? Why are they not dropping Tillemans? Like they can't they can't keep freeloading. So they've, for me, that's two games that these boys have got before Brendan's under some pressure if they don't get the right results. And he has to make those changes, Tom, doesn't he? So I know a lot of the comments flying around us at the uh, the weekend was that he's quite predictable in his lineups. You know, he, he knows what he wants and he, he goes for that. But actually, at some point, as Barry's just said, those changes have got to be made. Yeah, they have really. I think, as, as you put it there, a little bit predictable and that sends a message to the other team, doesn't it? So, um yeah, I, I, I don't think Barnes has been terrible, personally. Um, I think his his ideas are right, but he only seems to last about a half and then his, his head goes down. Um, but I'm looking forward to the day where we have got Barnes on one side and, and Luckman on the other, because I think that kind of pace on both wings is something that we'd need to utilise, really. And uh, unfortunately, we're not... We're not there with the players or the mentality at the moment. Well, what I'd say about Barnes, Tom, is he he looks a threat, but there's no end product at the moment. Yeah. So he just isn't sharp enough. And he doesn't defend. I mean, poor old Thomas had a really tough game, the, the previous game, because Barnes wasn't there to help him out. And I, I would expect that will get better as, he, as his fitness improves. But um, for me... That, that's a missing there. When you've got two luxury players like Madison and Barnes that aren't really fighting for the team but aren't creating anything either, it's worrying. I think we're just waiting for that spark, aren't we? You, you know, you look to the, the couple of years that Brennan's had here, we tend to go on runs and streaks and times when we look unbeatable and we're just waiting to click into that gear. I, I guess my question was loaded towards if it doesn't happen, and maybe that's a, the Leicester fan inside me that you, you're almost preset to that. You know what what happens then? Uh, Brighton are a, they're a pretty good story, aren't they, Steve? In terms of the, the football league, because they almost went out of existence a few years ago. I think they borrowed a stadium, they're back up there. They they're a comfortable Premier League team, I would say. I know they struggled a bit last season, but you know they are to be admired in their own right. Yeah, I mean it's a miracle they survive, really. 
playing somewhere else. It wasn't that close, was it? Where did they play? Was it Gillingham or? I'm yeah, somewhere like that. Yeah, it was a it's sports a fair way athletics ground, right? wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's a long way. And then they they were at the athletics ground, which wasn't great. Um, Porter cabin changing rooms or stuff, I don't know. But how they've managed to build that club, they've got a stadium. And they, are, they do seem to be following the Leicester model of building a team, selling a player every now and again for quite a lot of money and then buying two or three other good ones. If they keep building like that and they have got a good good manager in Potter, then, um, yeah, they, they should stay in the Premier League and start to build um, and become more of a mid-table team rather than last season was a, a bit of a battle against relegation because they couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. The um, the battle after the big six in terms of spend and everything else, it all seems to be on that Leicester mould uh, that people keep talking about, Barry. There's there's very fine differences between some of the squads there, isn't there? Could be a real fine line between some of the teams having a really good season or, or scrapping against relegation. I'm not putting Leicester into that rele- relegation scrap by any stretch of the imagination, but th- there is a, a smaller gap, isn't there, than there probably was a couple of years ago. Yeah, I would think so. I think it's kind of divided into still into thirds, but the thirds are I don't know the bottom. The bottom third is a bit bigger now. Um, I think it's down to injuries. All, all, all the squads are much and such the same. I think um, like your West Ham's, Everton's, Tottenham's, Villas. Um, I don't know. I, I think there will be a couple of shocks at the bottom, but in, in the middle, it's, it's just whoever gets a good run. The top, the top six are decided already. Unfortunately, you can kind of see that. And, and I still think that includes you. But I can't see past the other five being in the top five, unfortunately. I think I was the only one in the pre-season show to say that would finish sixth there. I don't think anyone else have us lower than, than fifth. I, I stand by that. Do you guys still think that you know you, your pre-season predictions are going to be right? No. Oh. <laughs> Skip a beat with that no. one, Tom. <laughs> I think... Um... I think there's just that feeling, isn't there, after the last couple of seasons where you've perhaps not quite got to where you want to be and you're thinking again, yeah, there's a couple of teams that that could go above us that last season or the season before might not have. So, yeah, slightly worried. So we do need need to, to win this game, I think. I'm sticking to fifth. I'm going to stick with my fifth place and I think we'll get better. I think, um, you know, we've had players out for a while like Barnes, Madison, Evans, um, that I think will get better. And obviously we've got James Justin to come back, or JJ, uh, JJ. shortly. I'm sure we won't see the best of him until next year. Yeah, And and Little Wears seems to be making a speedy recovery as well. So maybe we'll see him before the end of the season. But I think it's going to take time to play for these guys to play themselves back into form, just like it did with Ricardo, who's still not hundred percent consistent now, you know, so, um, but he's shown glimpses of his old form in recent games. So I, I expect us to get better. I expect Samari and um, Dakar and players like that and uh, Dewsbury Hall to play more of a role as, as the season goes on as well. Good. Barry? Yeah, I I don't want to be too doom and gloom about it. I just like I know I feel like I feel like we've just been battered eight now. I was just sitting here thinking. No, but, but you know, like it, it's the psychology behind it. So like that's why I don't think I predicted fourth. And I, I am I am worried. Like if you, if you don't if you don't start getting the victories, you don't something doesn't change soon. It, it'll be it'll become a trend, and it'll just be the way. And something needs to happen to spark that life because you could just like. I don't know, turn into Everton. Uh, have no a good game. And, 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 and no one really sort of bothered about. Um, because there's too many teams that are in a, in a positive transition. And you could kind of fall behind them quite quickly. And, and you've got to look at the teams like Arsenal. Like Ar- Arsenal just scraped to win. But I'd, I'd, I don't know who they're playing the weekend, but I'd be very surprised if they'll lose again. Yeah. Because it's, it's just that psychology. Like they, they scraped to win against a poor team. Less than need a win against the Napoli or up and coming Brighton just to spark them into life. Arsenal are away at Burnley on Saturday. See that they could, they could easily lose that. Yeah, they could yeah. easily lose that. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, score predictions for for Sunday then, guys. Uh, now we've just put ourselves in the situation where we believe it's a, a must-win game. Steve, are we going to win? Uh, I hope so, but I'm going to go for one each. Yeah, me too. I'm going to cut my one each in there as well. Tom? I've gone wild. I've, I've gone for 3-0 Leicester, which yeah. means I'm expecting us to bag five goals over the next two games. <laughs> <laughs> and Barry? I'm going to go 2 0 Leicester. Okay. Just before we finish off tonight, a few things from our Premier League roundup over the weekend. Barry, quick thoughts on Ronaldo's return to, to the Premier League with his two goals and assists uh, for Manchester United. Well, I love him. I'm glad he's back. Um, it's, it's just a shame it's for Man United. But yeah, yeah I, I, I absolutely love him. I think he's great. Um, I, just, I just like listening to interviews of the players that are playing with him. Um, just like he's just clear class um, and I, I'm in the Ronaldo camp over Messi um, so I'm just so glad that he's, he's came back it's good good advert for the Premier League isn't it to have a player like like that like you say potentially for the for the wrong team but he was only really I think ever going to come back for, for that team did you put him in your fantasy football team? I didn't I have now though but I, I was having uh, this battle with myself about it. he's going to be overrated, but it's Ronaldo, isn't it? And he's never going to be overrated. He's going to come in and do it. But Tom, there was a lot of uh, chat around him, wasn't there, after the game? His minutest detail getting analysed and this tapping for his first goal being yeah. almost like made out to be a wonder goal because of his movement on that. Yeah, are you, you <laughs> falling really? fall to the CR7 height? It's hard not to, isn't it? I think because even if you don't like the guy, you uh, appreciate his level of of player and yeah as, as Barry's just said ma- massive advert for, for the Premier League um, hard not to get excited about it and I'm really looking forward to watching him play to be honest yeah 16th of October and we'll, we'll see him in the flesh Steve um, can he help Manchester United win the title can they win the title well they've still got Fred so uh, I don't see how that's going to help them um <laughs> Uh, I still think they're a good holding midfielder short of winning the title. And I think Man City and Chelsea, although they'll be a better team this year, and the atmosphere was cracking at Old Trafford, wasn't it, compared to previous seasons with uh, Ronaldo. Um, I, I think Chelsea and Man City will finish above them. Okay. Um, real quick one, Barry, on Harvey Elliott. You see the, the broken leg that he had yesterday playing for Liverpool, a real bright talent of a player, uh, similar really to the Fafana injury. What was your thoughts on that? I see, because he was, he was playing really, I was watching that game, he was playing really well. He's, he's been actually really, really good uh, to keep some of them players out. But I think him and, he must be learning a lot from Thiago. They, they play really similar. And they were just having... Lovely interchanges throughout the midfield. I really, I really enjoyed that game. It was such a shame for the kids. It was. It almost ruined the game entirely, didn't it? Because Leeds were still having a go at that point, and it obviously it ruined it from his point of view. And, and Liverpool's so that they lost a talented player. I thought Thiago was excellent yesterday, Barry, for for Liverpool as well. It's probably the best I've seen him. Yeah, it's ridiculous that the hate that guy gets because he's amazing. He's an amazing <laughs> footballer. I don't understand why player. I don't. I don't think you're a true football fan if you don't like the way he plays football. I just don't understand it. Speaking of true football, then, uh, how can Leeds play that open against sides like that and believe that they can just go and outscore them? They're going to get some absolute tonkins, aren't they? Yeah, I can't wait. Can't stand them. (laughs) (laughs) Steve, Romelu Lukaku, I won't speak to Barry about this because he scored two really good goals against Villa at the weekend. Um, He has the elements this season to be the best striker in the league, doesn't he, alongside Ronaldo and Kane. How good is it to have strikers of that quality back in the league? except when they play against us. Well, yeah, it's not so good when they're playing against us. But yeah, it's great for the Premier League, I think, to have people like Ronaldo and Lukaku back in back in the in the top league. And it's great that we're attracting them back in. Um, I think it is the best league in the world, isn't it? And um, certainly the most entertaining, I think, normally. Um, it's the most popular around the world. And it's only going to help the Premier League's marketing, having the likes of those two back in the in the top flight. So, yeah, always good to see. And uh, great to see players like that in the flesh, as you put it, you know. And Christian Ronaldo is a completely different player to when I saw him play for Manchester United before. And Lukaku, if you look at his original games for Chelsea before he moved out on loan, completely different player. 
Am I right in thinking, Barry, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, um, the whole thing with Lukaku was when he went to Inter Milan, he, he saw a dietary specialist, didn't he? And they sort of said to him, oh, this food doesn't work for you. And he shredded like three stone of fat and, and put it all back on in muscle. Have you heard that? Uh, of yeah, because he's, uh, I was going to say, he doesn't, he doesn't look lighter, he doesn't look slimmer. No, he still he's, looks he's, like a, he's yeah. stocky, but... Um, he just I rolls defenders, doesn't he? I don't think he's as mobile. Like, he's not he's not the sort of uh, pacey guy he was when he was a teen or early 20s, came in the scene. However, I'd like to come back to Ronaldo. What really pisses me off about the summer is that Messi didn't come at Man City, because that would have definitively determined who's the better. Yeah. Because it, it really pisses me off that people think Messi's better than Ronaldo, because he's not. I'll give you my opinion on that one. Oh, Daddy, I've just been attacked by Daddy Longlegs, a giant <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo. Mark, they can't really Mark. Mark. Yeah. It's a Daddy Longlegs. They can. This is, this is, this is like, by you. It can't this really. Is like the, the Peter Crouches of Doddy, Daddy Longlegs. <laughs> that's your, that's your pretty snippet much, for the, the, the intro. Pretty, next. pretty much just been uh, moved in, I think, with his wife and kids. Absolutely huge. <laughs> and, and Tom, final sort of point on the whole show just to to talk about Tottenham's failed title bid uh, that lasted about two days top of the league they got a right spanking on Saturday by Crystal Palace good to see them starting to go back to where they belong sounds perfect yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just love the way that they they set these false high expectations amongst their fans at the start of every season and then go back to mediocrity is great. They'll be releasing a DVD about that one, won't they? It reminds me with Nuno there of when we had Peter Taylor in uh, at Leicester and we won a few games at the beginning of the season, but everyone knew the football wasn't quite right. That's how I, th- how I think the Spurs are at the minute. The way they've started the season, yes, they've won three games, one nil, um, but you just feel like it's going to start to to maybe go slightly downhill. I'm not sure Nuno's the, the man for them, Steve. No, I don't know. They started well, didn't they? And you thought, oh, I was, I was surprised by how well they started, even without Kane in the first game. Um, but no, I, I don't know. There's something about Spurs. And um, I don't know, they've spent a lot of money. They've wasted a lot of money. If they hadn't got Kane and Son, I wonder where they'd be, to be honest. Um, they had two great defenders that just, you know, got too old. And they're struggling at the back a little bit. And uh, uh, yeah. I'd like to see them finish mid-table again. I've got nothing against Nuno, but... There's some really good uh, Champions League games this week before our Europa League game. So I'm looking at Liverpool versus AC Milan on uh, Wednesday. Man City versus Leipzig at the, the same time. Baz is a Villa fan. Obviously, I've not been in the, the top table of the Champions League as recently as, as, as Leicester fans, but uh, do, do you still enjoy the Champions League as a competition? <laughs> Dick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you know what? I, I hardly watched any of it last year. I watched more of the Europa. I was just more interested in how the Scottish teams are doing and, and your boys. So yeah, I, I don't. I, there's only so much people I can get away with watching in a week. Champions yeah. League's not really it for me. Yeah, we're all there, buddy. Guys, yeah. I think that's about all of the, the content that we've got for, for today. I'm hoping for a lot more uh, for us to talk about after the two games in a real positive way and look forward to moving on to the Burnley game uh, next week after two really good victories. So I wish you all a good week. Steve, up to anything exciting? No, just working hard. Um, I'm, I'm like this about whether I'm going to go to Redcar on Friday for to watch the Speedway. But I'll probably, if the weather's all right, I'll definitely go down at Glasgow on Sunday to watch uh, Leicester Lions are, are racing at Glasgow. So be a bit of a road trip there. Nice. But, uh, otherwise, it's just work. Barry? Yeah, pretty much the same, man. Uh, no, thanks for coming. We might go and look at wedding venues. That's as exciting as it'll get. It's quite exciting, I suppose. Yeah. Tom, how it's about not, you? Nah. <laughs> well, obviously, looking forward to Thursday. Um, other than that hopefully I'll be signing some papers to buy a house at some point soon next week or two Decent obviously we've not got Aaron on either tonight he uh, took Arabella his daughter to her first Bristol City game at the weekend an absolute classic of a nil-nil draw against Preston (laughs) so I believe she can't wait to go back for for the next one the the, the big night dynasty is well underway but guys thanks so much Thanks for listening, uh, and we will speak to you again next week. It's been It's Eleven, It's Heaven for Jamie Vardy. Mm-hmm.